Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Let's do this. Another week, another podcast with the Ice House Fit Crew. I'm Coach Jeremy. Coach Mo. And we're talking fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery like usual with a little bit of a detour on this week's topic. I'm going to call it a twist. A twist. Because... Plot twist. You know, the reality is, is that what we're going to talk about today does... It branches across many of our pillars. It does. And yeah. and, and impacts almost all of them in, in different ways. You've already blown my mind and it's only four seconds into hey, this. You, yeah, I, I, I got to start off strong sometimes. I was, I was in a one-track <laughs> mindset about what we were talking about. Now I'm like, oh. Well, this can go all kinds of places. Good luck, everybody. Hold on. You ready for this? <laughs> what are we talking about, Coach Mel? Uh, we're going to talk about pain. Pain. Yeah. And, oh, this is one of the most exciting things that, that we help people with. And I love it. And I love hearing the results that we've gotten from shoulder pain to hip pain to knee pain and our probably most common back pain. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fun. I brought this topic and Jeremy was like, that'll take us 10 minutes. <laughs> well, it's either 10 minutes or 10 hours. There's no in between on that subject. Uh, the other, uh, the other thing we're, we're helping people with, and I, I don't know if it fits as, uh, much as pain as discomfort is their emotional, mm-hmm. their emotional pain. And we'll bookmark that part because something that I think is really important and doesn't get talked about enough is when you are dealing with pain or injury. So I am very well versed in returning to life after an injury. I go hard and sometimes that's good. And sometimes that's not so good. (laughs) And I think one of the things that people don't uh, think about so much is pain is a physical response. However, it has an emotional tie. And if you've ever stubbed your toe, So you stub your toe and then you know it's coming. It's like a delay. And until you focus on that toe and you look at it, like you don't necessarily feel the pain. You're like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Bam, there it is, right? The reality is your body is so amazing that as soon as you stub that toe, it's already realized that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. But the more you focus on an injury or you focus on the pain that you're experiencing, the louder it's going to get. Mm-hmm. Or it, you, you start to move in ways that your body isn't used to because there's this expectation that if I do what I normally do, it will hurt. Yeah. And you know, this, is the, this is the time, you know, negation acknowledged here is that we're not saying that pain is all in your head and we're also saying that many times it is. Many times it is. Um, I've worked with many clients with uh, debilitating back pain, ranging from actual bulge discs to they've gone to personal or they've gone to physical therapists, they've gone to spinal uh, specialists, they've gone to chiropractors, they've done everything they possibly can and everybody's telling them, you've got some things, but there's nothing that explains this, this level of debilitation that you're experiencing right now. Yeah. And it's all the other factors that come into play with this of just what you're saying is a big portion of that feeling like they have to baby the movement. They have to avoid certain areas or even they're told to avoid certain movements and areas and they get very confused why it never gets better. 
Yeah, and it's, I think this can be one of the most frustrating physical areas of the human experience, mm-hmm. right? Is, is there's nothing, like pain tends to get louder when we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. right? Over the years, so I've had six knee surgeries. So over the years, when something gets wonky in a knee, I'm like, okay, I know what that is. And yes, it still hurts, but not to the degree. I understand what I need to do to make it not do that, right? I get a ping in my shoulder, I am crumpled. It's like the end of the world. Like something's really off. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, what did I do? How did I get here? What did blah, 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 blah. Like all of mm-hmm. the things, right? And it could be like, I hit my funny bone and I am such a wuss. However, I could probably like chop off, chop off a lower limb at this point and I'd be like, oh yeah, we'll just put it back together, right? The pain is so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I find this working out too. Like if you're an experienced working out person and like for me, I can do heavy volume squatting for days. Mm-hmm. You give me 10 pounds on a shoulder press and I'm like, oh my God, I'm out. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to take two weeks off from anything upper body. <laughs> like, I can't do it. <laughs> it's over. And so what I want to come back to is, so you you have pain. You are experienced pain. And we're going to use back pain for this example. This goes for almost any version of physical pain that you are experiencing. You have, whether you have injured it or whether it's just an overuse thing that has now become chronic, right? Assuming if you are injured, assuming that you've met with a doctor, you've done the base level of physical therapy. For a lot of people, what they don't realize is that physical therapy is to get you back to everyday life. Mm -hmm. And when we say everyday life, we mean going to the bathroom, walking down the hall, getting in your car, we do not mean the life that you used to have. So if you are a, a highly athletic person and you get injured and you go to a physical therapist, their job and the insurance will tell them is that they need to get you back to regular life. End of story, out the door after that. So now you have this gap from I'm at regular life. However, I really love to do these things or I really have to shovel snow or mm-hmm. I'm going to put that one as a have to. He wants to get to me. I'm going to say have to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you have tasks in life that you need to complete that maybe were not mimicked in physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And so now you've done your best with what you have, the tools you have, with what you know, you've done your best, you've gotten yourself. However, chronically, that shoulder just always hurts. I can no longer squat. I can't pick things up off the ground. These are the common things that we hear when people walk in with a, a... Uh, chronic type pains. Mm -hmm. Our answer to that is you can't yet, right? The first thing we're going to do is take you through an assessment and we're going to find out where your range of motion lies in this moment. For some people, we do what's called um, a toe touch test. I'm going to keep it super simple. Mm -hmm. We call it a toe touch test. There's a fancy name for it. You're going to bend down and touch your toes the majority of our people with back pain can get anywhere from five inches away from their toes to 35 inches away from their toes Mm -hmm. depending on their MC. like we've had people that come in that can get their hands to about mid thigh and that's it seen that in not even our clients being out in the community and you know standing in the grocery line next to somebody and like oh yeah, I just always have back pain. Yeah. Like, oh, mind see if you can touch your toes for me? I'm going, 
okay yeah yeah the limitations that they're experiencing and this is you know speaking very broadly in general Mm -hmm. um is that we're seeing a big restriction through the hamstrings back sides of the leg and it's preventing that amount of hinging at the hip that they need to be able to bend down and pick something up effectively and then it loads into the low back and the low back becomes the hinge and i don't know if you've ever seen a model of a spine uh, (laughs) doesn't exactly look like a door hinge right and so you have a two-edged sword happening you have an acute pain in the spine somewhere in the low back the hamstring's job is to tighten to protect the low back Mm -hmm. the hamstrings chronically tighten become stiff tight short there's a lot of different possibilities right so now we have locked up the sole hinge that we need to to get the back to feel better Mm -hmm. and we have developed a mental pattern that says bend over equals ouch mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep it very very broad when bend over equals ouch and then you want to put health as a priority and you, you join a gym or you you know start couch to 5k whatever that looks like for a lot of people they come to us because they have tried everything they've tried physical therapy they've tried all of the things again they go to physical therapy they get them better for the moment but they get them better for everyday life not what the life that they want to live mm-hmm. and so it's this repeating cycle right because no one has ever taken them from physical therapy to life i want to live and so we get this person that's hamstrings are not functioning properly low back not functioning properly core probably getting a little bit weaker and if we have the the desk jockey the person that sits at a desk all the time we add in another factor of really tight hips Mm -hmm. hip flexors quads so all of this leads to some portion along the spine has to become the mover and like jeremy said it's not a hinge it's not meant to move in that way consistently repeatedly over time Mm -hmm. So now we have this mental, if I bend equals ouch, right? So you come, you come into the gym and we're going to tell you we're going to bend. Mm-hmm. However, we're not going to go from bend equals ouch to go ahead and slam those hands down on the ground and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That would be not only scary for most folks, it also be, would be, um, yeah, we wouldn't have uh, very many happy clients for very long. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's the perception, right? That was like, I'm going to go to a gym, they're going to make me do things that aren't in line with how I feel. And maybe there are places that do these th- types of things. Like I've, with my personal chiropractor, he's, he's seen in commercial gyms with uh, personal trainers of these things happening yeah oh hey my back hurts all right we're going to switch from a straight bar deadlift to a trap bar deadlift and it's like well is that really the right choice there right you know we can laugh about it as uh you know professionals with a different lens in the fitness industry and also knowing that like that is a that is the thing that you can run into out in the regular world that's a great point because the the reality is that not everybody has the training that we do that's fair yeah. And what they don't know, they don't know. Doing the best they can with what they got. Yep. So in an ideal world, and what we do at Ice House is we're going to start mentally, well, most of the time we're going to start with breath. We're going to unlock your breath because mm-hmm. 
when injury happens. So think about, and if you're listening to this right now and you're really stressed out, you might notice it. Your breath is really shallow. And the first thing we need to do is get your breath low and slow. We need to get you to relax a little bit. We need to teach you how to downregulate. And Jeremy and I have talked a lot about this on this podcast, the the importance of Mm downregulation. So first step is breathing. Second step is reintroducing ranges of motion that feel safe and that don't bend equals ouch. Don't, Don't reflect that. So we allow our clients to work on a pain scale of one to 10. We don't want them higher than a four. One to four, we consider irritation. Like, ooh, that, that's, I notice that, but it's not painful. You're like, ooh, something happened, but it didn't hurt. <laughs> Those are the ranges we want to work in, right? And as we slowly and consistently do that over time, our clients with chronic pain or uh, recovering from injury to day-to-day life, we set the stage that this is going to take six months to a year. This is not a, a, a 10 sessions and your life is great, mm-hmm. right? This is six months to a year's worth of work and you're gonna be back possibly stronger than before you got whatever happened, mm-hmm. right? However, it is baby steps. And a lot of what we're doing is letting your brain know it's okay because the more we start to create range of motion in the hamstrings, if we're talking about the back, the more we start to create range of motion in the quad, you're going to have these increased ranges. However, your brain is still like bend equals ouch. And so in a controlled environment, which is the gym, that's all the gym is, is a controlled environment to play, right? In a controlled environment, we can make strides and then we can, we can affirm those right? Like, hey, we've got, you know, your hamstrings are in a great place. We've done all these things. You don't even realize that you've been hinging. I want you to bend and touch your knees. Once you slide your hands down and touch your knees and you're like, whoa, how did I get here? And we're like, yeah, awesome. Great. Don't do that in the real world yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to keep this in here and we're going to build on that and build on that and build on that and build on that. And there's going to come a time where it either happens in the gym or it happens out in the world and you feel really good and you go too far. That can happen under the guidance of a coach no matter how hard they try because they're not in your body. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And if we can set the expectation that like at some point on this journey, it's going to happen. You're going to go too far. The cool thing is, is that even though you feel like it's a setback, you only went half the way back. If even that. If even that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so your setback that used to be three weeks of having to be like for back people, it's typically three weeks before they can get out of bed and feel like an even a human. Mm -hmm. It's now just like three to four days of like, okay, that was, and now the brain is back to if I bend then ouch, Mm -hmm. right? So we get to reaffirm those movement patterns. We get to say, hey, look, you can do this. Hey, look, you can do this. And we've had clients go from, I can't touch my knees without debilitating back pain to a full, um, what we call Romanian deadlift or straight leg deadlift with no pain for 15 to 20 reps. 
that has taken almost a year, year and a half. Yeah, almost two years at this point. You're getting close to two years. Yeah, and that was the expectation, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, hey, we can fix this tomorrow. It was like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is, if you are willing to do this without, you know, temporary relief of shots, which they've had, if you're willing to uh, trust us in this process, this is the expectation. Yeah, and also, you know, this is the the part you know of being able to collaborate with willing medical professionals as well of you know their medical professionals their first reaction was is you're going to do what no i can't endorse that and being able to not only educate the client and if the, the client is open to it to have that dialogue with their medical professionals of saying hey this is actually what we're doing yeah <laughs> and this is why we're doing it and this is the approach to it um, yes, could uh, an injection, a cortisone shot, any of these things, can it alleviate symptoms? Yes. Is it going Is it going to actually fix the problem? And they would be hard-pressed to guarantee that it's going to fix anything because they can't guarantee yeah. that. And part of this equation, too, is thinking about, you know, this is maybe one of the different ways that I think of the human body is thinking of it more like uh, a simple machine thinking of it and not just in a mechanical sense of the muscle tissues moving in the ways that they need to because that is definitely an area where many people think of it is that oh this muscle does this pulls on this tissue or pulls on this tendon pulls on that bone makes it move in this way looking at it from exactly what you're talking about in this um, if I bend over I have pain program that runs underneath all of it if we look at the neurological system so all the nerves all of the inputs that we receive through that just like you said are processed by the brain if we desensitize and move in the same ranges of motion and work to remove that program over and over and over and over again that's where we see that piece of pain or that pain response going away absolutely and it's through movement that that happens Mm -hmm. it's there are times for rest there are times for resting a a joint i've been hard pressed to find for a person uh, that's that doesn't have some significant ailment right that completely not moving that joint forever is the answer Mm-hmm. And I, that's our brain's sole job is to protect us. And so it's going to say, don't do that. It hurts. Mm-hmm. That's all it knows. The program that, that, that you start writing only knows pain equals bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's to keep us safe. And if we can, like Jeremy said, desensitize that area through movement, through proper prescription of movement, you can make so many strides to regain movement. Well, also being able to, there can be this sense that pain is a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Pain, you break your arm, yeah, yep. you stop. Yep, <laughs> have that like <laughs> it can, that. <laughs> it, can, it can be, it definitely can be catastrophic, non-contact types of injuries. Um, for those of you who are unaware of that term, non-contact means like, you weren't hit by somebody, you weren't in a car accident. These are things that happened just going through your daily life. Yep. 
when we have non-contact injuries and we have pain that come from that non-contact injury or pain response there, uh, I look at those as like more like warning flags. Like this is a, this is your body and your nervous system's way of saying, Hey, this is something we don't expect. Mm-hmm. Could there be something really wrong? Could there be, you know, a, a tissue is torn, a, a tendon is done something, you know, could there be something actually underneath the surface that would need diagnosis from a medical professional? Absolutely. Those things yep. can be there. Yep. And also it can be just the brain is sensing something that's outside of the norm and it doesn't make sense. So if we think of like the twinge, you're like, oh, I, I took a breath a weird way and then all of a sudden I've got this weird mid-back pain, like it feels like a rib just popped out of place or whatever. Yeah. That can be your body's way of saying, hey, pay attention. Absolutely. Either you know, slow down, take a break, you need to do something different or there's something that you're not addressing that needs to be addressed. If you're not sleeping enough. There's, there's all of these other pieces that our body is going to use these warning flags as a way to tell us what it actually needs and wants. And there's a, a good friend of mine uh, that says it comes as a feather, it comes as a brick, it comes as a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. So it starts as a whisper, right? And it's like, oh, that was a weird thing. And then pretty soon it's shouting at you and you're like, wow, I just, that one took me out for like a day. And then it comes as a, as a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons that we added recovery to the four pillars is because we had a lot of people plowing through the shout. Just, I'll just work harder. I'll just work harder. So they, yeah. And so when you plow through the shout, you get the, uh, you get the back tinge, you get the, the shoulder tinge, you get the, what, whatever it is, it's the people that, started showing up sick every two to three months. Mm-hmm. That's their shout, right? The body is just breaking down consistently. The immune system isn't working the way that it always would. That would normally fight off whatever pathogen is happening or yeah. you're experiencing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think what's really cool is being able to educate people on the, the journey to recovery. And for the people, like, not only can we get people, like, deadlifting in a controlled environment, right? Because we're still in the gym. I actually remember this. We had a person that came in with super chronic, had tried shots, had tried everything, like, was ready to go under the knife and have things fused. Put their trust in us for about two and a half years. And went out and played golf. One of the most twisty, bendy, spine things that you can do, you're bending down, you're putting a golf ball on a tee, you're swinging a golf club, you're getting in and out of a cart, you're walking, you're doing everything that if anybody out there has back pain is like, nope, not doing that. Mm-hmm. Didn't even realize that they had done it. Mm-hmm. Was just like, yeah. Did a full I day. Like, yeah. And like I played and then I was like, oh my God. Played 18 holes. And that is the cool part about the ability to desensitize the brain. Mm-hmm. There are still going to be things as people want to pursue, you know, maybe they want to get excited and pursue things in fitness outside of the gym. So when we look at like 
Spartan races or, you know, golf tournaments or whatever that might be. Distance uh, running. Yeah. Any full, sort of competition or athletic endeavor or even just playing beer league softball. Yeah. I mean, I had a, have a client that rented four bounce houses for his kid's birthday and like they had, they went ham in some bounce houses. <laughs> that can be a huge day of working out absolutely he was like i am wrecked i'm like yeah you had like the obstacle course one you had the like (laughs) (laughs) i can see that is continually to to push that that needle and so for me personally it comes with the knees right and so i still have this fear ish of box jumps and it's not that i'm gonna hit my shin it's not that i'm gonna do any of that it's the landing. It's coming down off the box. Because for me, the my bend over equals ouch has been box jump equals ouch. And so the fun part is then we get to start testing and, and, and rubbing up against those edges. And so I started the other day with like dropping off a tw- like two, tw- two 45 pound plates. It's about 10 inches, eight inches, something like that. Mm-hmm. And just dropping and landing dropping and landing and dropping and landing and then I was like okay this feels really good I stayed there and I added a jump so drop down jump up it's not high everybody uh, my like 24 inch vertical is now gone Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but it's it's relearning same thing we do with a deadlift and now we can start to do that in explosive movement and now we can start to do that in the things that people thought were gone till forever and it's the same path. You know, for me, it might be like, I can jump on a box. I can jump on a box probably like five or six times in a row. That's where it ends. Mm-hmm. That's where my body's limitation is. And so doing the things that, okay, let's see if we could like jump down, see how that feels. And not just going to a 24 inch box and saying, here we go, right? It's starting, I started on a 12 inch plate. I mean, I started, uh, doing split squats to a 20 inch box. Um, that was all that the range of motion I had, right? For those of you that are familiar with anatomy, you have your tibia and you have your fibia and in an ideal person, they are slightly rounded. Mine are flat. Um, and that was the last x-ray I had. I will say it's been longer than I thought, 10 to 15 years ago. And I've continued with fitness and things for those 10 to 15 years. And so there are going to, there is going to be a point of like, maybe we can't get there, Mm -hmm. right? I may never be able to go down on my knees and sit on my heels. It might never happen. However, I am about six inches closer than I was a year ago. And also there's that, the old adage if you don't use it, you lose it. And the risk is re- regressing further to where yeah. you can't even sit on your knees. Yeah. Standing straight up. And so there's this, uh, your body is awesome at this to the detriment of us. Mm-hmm. The don't use it, you lose it. This I find this happens a lot in knees and shoulders. If we don't use our knees through a full range of motion, our body will actually start 
our body will stop sending all of the good nutrients that it needs to, to maintain those ranges of motion. And it'll be like, we don't need to send those there anymore. Clearly it's fallen off the map, mm-hmm. right? Things like synovial fluid, things that keep your body, uh, keep your joints lubricated and feeling amazing. Your body's like, well, they don't use that past like most most people sit in chairs that are well above 90 degrees. So we don't need that. That for a lot, if you're familiar with this, that makes winter here an adventure because there's not enough fluid in the joint to like keep it feeling awesome mm-hmm. through the constriction of winter. Right. And so that's when you're like, oh, it got cold and it starts to hurt really bad. Arthritis can be lack of range of, and we're not talking uh, rheumatoid arthritis. That's mm-hmm. a whole different beast. Overuse arthritis, fingers, or knees. Or the, the catch-all, any tendinopathy. Yep. The, um, I had a client recently be diagnosed with uh, with some, some tendinitis. Mm-hmm. And um, it can not saying that this is always the case, but it can be a catch-all. Like, oh, you, you, you're experiencing some area and some discomfort in your tendons. That's ah, tendonitis. Just just rest. It's yep. fine. And, um, yeah, those types of things can affect that as well. Yeah. And so without that fluid, then we're, we're back to the same place we started. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Yeah. And one, one of these other things, too, is that there can be a big mental component to these pieces too. I was like in my head, I'm like, it's Haven't time chimed we, in yet. it's time we geek out on the mental part. Yeah. <laughs> um, to throw it back to the, the back, back pain folks. I've had great conversations with, with some really great chiropractors lately being upset when they hear other chiropractors talk like this of, Oh, you've got the worst case of a bulge disc that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, oh, you have the spine of a 70 year old these types of things or even just the diagnosis of you have a bulging disc yeah does that necessarily mean your life is over it's done you're out yeah but that that is that is a big perception of many people that i talk to that 100%. have these things here's the fun part is that you can take a, a an mri or an x-ray of olympic level rowers and you'll be like how do they even stand up Mm-hmm. They got five bulged lumbar discs. They they look like they should be debilitated, and they're fine. And yep. they actually live full, long lives with no back pain. Yep. So it's like, why is that the case? Why is it some people have a major amount of pain and some people don't? Some of it can be that they've they've learned that there are some ranges of motion that that aren't tolerable. Yep. And that they've worked through that, mm-hmm. and they also haven't ever had somebody tell them that hey you have bulged discs and that this is a this is something you need to protect you know never flex your spine never extend your spine always hinge at the hip with the flattest back possible becomes this belief that you're fragile yeah and that is you know, one of the many coolest parts of the human body is that it is extremely resilient and that we will adapt to near anything given enough time yep that being said, we will also adapt to a very, very fragile mindset about what our body will do. If you believe that your body is fragile and you believe that your 
your spine is broken when it it has a condition that is less than optimal yeah that that can impact how you perform in your day-to-day life as well again disclaimer like if you have a spinal fracture or anything that's very serious like those things do require time and patience and medical attention 100%. and same thing with conditions of bulge discs and things like that and also knowing that hey I can also believe that I can heal from this. And that I th- that right there is the part that I feel like is missing a lot. Yes. Is yes, there like you get the radiating, the tingling. Yes, these are these are alarms that we need to have looked at, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is a question when you come to us with back pain, we're going to ask you repeatedly any radiating, any tingling, anything numbness, um all of those questions, right? And we're also going to tell you, even if there is, you can heal from this. Mm-hmm. You can you can recover from this. You can become stronger from this, and not in the ways that hard things make you strong, mm-hmm. like in the ways that like you're you're finally going to strengthen all the stuff that needed to be strengthened in the beginning to help with this, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, are there are there great protocols out there that we use pieces of? People have developed great programs like that do get people results and also sometimes they're not a, a catch-all that works for everybody yeah um and through that lens i remember a pretty notable strength coach uh, i just actually saw her post on this again recently of talking about you know we talk sometimes about back pain being related to a weak core and she said well that could be the case that could be part of it part of it could be that you are you have weakness in many places yep that need to be addressed while working with one of the clients that we've talked about with the back pain and being able to golf. When I first started working with him, I talked about one of the ways that I approach this specifically is looking at that, looking at the surrounding area. It's like, we know we, he has a, he has the imaging and he has the diagnosis from a medical professional. We know what's wrong. Yep. We know what's happening there. But why? Why does it happen? Yeah. Why Why was there so much stress in this area? How did we get here? Yeah. And being able to unravel that through our functional movement assessment that we use with everybody. And then being able to watch him how he moves in general and go, okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing this on a movement assessment. I'm seeing this on the movement patterns that he has. All right, how do we train new movement patterns? How do we get him out of compensating for a lack of strength or coordination in a specific area that allows that area to actually do what it needs to do and heal? Mm -hmm. And so I use it as the analogy of a donut maker. People who make donuts, and I'm talking a traditional donut with a hole in the center. Yep. The ones that are really good, they're, they're spending more time working on making the whole donut better, the area around that center hole, rather than trying to make the best punch out ever. If we only treat or look at the issue that the body is having, if we only look at, we have some bulging discs here, we're trying to make the donut hole better versus making the donut better. Yeah, can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting analogy, but 
being able to work around the affected issue, around the affected area, strengthening all around the area versus just trying to strengthen the area that's affected. Yeah, and it, it's so fascinating how like for a back it could be, you know, your shoulders are weak. Mm-hmm. Like it could be that you you know you're one of my favorites along those lines is like people that say your glutes don't work. Mm-hmm. Your glutes are always working, everybody. They are always there for you, mm-hmm. no matter what. They might be lacking in stability and strength around them. Your hips might be so tight that you need to untangle some stuff for them to work properly. They're always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any <laughs> Kind of like anybody who says your glutes don't work, maybe just like question that. How do you walk? <laughs> How did you just stand up out of that chair? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's uh, the fun part of what we do and what we know is that we we are able to see through half-truths yeah. in social media especially a little yeah. bit better than the the regular population yeah because yeah if we put if we put electrodes on your body we'll see muscle activity in the glutes yep uh it's not that they don't do anything they may be doing less than they should yeah and that's where we could see some things and also all the other reasons that you talked about and they could be doing more than they should yeah this is a whole picture that's the fun part it, it like jeremy said with the donut hole it's not just about looking at that because we have to look at the mental piece mm-hmm. we have to look at the story that you're telling yourself i'm going to change my language we get to look at the things you're telling yourself we get to look at you know upstream and downstream what is everything else in the body doing? How is the how is your gait? How are your ankles? How are your hips? We get to look at all of the things around the thing that's causing the issue. And my favorite question when I learned all of this uh, way back in the day, having had six knee surgeries, is why do I keep having to have knee surgeries? And that was somebody something that no one could ever answer for me. Oh, you're just unlucky. No. <laughs> no. So now we get another story, but that's a different podcast. What is causing the thing that's causing you pain? And that's what our job is. Mm-hmm. Our job is we get to figure that out. We get to figure that out from the stories you tell yourself to what is the body telling us? What is your body telling us? And Let's be really honest with you, the client out there. This is not a quick fix. I wish it was. I wish I could say, you've been in back pain for six years, 10 sessions and you're done. Yeah. We'd be, we'd have a line out the door. (laughs) uh, We couldn't fulfill. Yeah. And, and knowing though, like if you, if you look at, if you look at big picture, If you could, for those of you who have been in pain for a long amount of time, if you could dedicate one year to getting out of that and not having to experience it again, we haven't met somebody yet that said no to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, when we look at the difference in approach is, you know, use another, use a buzzword out there that some people have an association with, but it's holistic an approach to you as a person and we're treating you as a whole person yeah because there's the other component of the pain side that we haven't talked about directly in this podcast we talked about it in our load and capacity podcast 
is that under recovery is a huge component or a huge factor yeah factor in experiencing pain the amount of people that i see that come in chronic pains and issues and i ask how many hours that they're sleeping and it's in the six to four hour range and they've packed every day with as much things that they possibly could and there's no time for that down regulation that we love to talk about and because that's there they're experiencing something and that might be the Mack truck that's telling you to slow down we we are under recovered we haven't slept I haven't eaten a good meal with a vegetable from home cooked in a very long time. Yeah. All of the, all of these pieces, all of these factors. So as I alluded at the beginning, like pain is connected to all four of our pillars. Yeah. Because they are, because it's used the whole individual. It's, it's not just the movement aspect of it. It is a piece and it's not just the mental component. It's all the other pieces as well. Absolutely. It's it's the food you put in your body. It's it's all of that. And it's getting to be as we keep going down this path as a gym, it's getting to be more and more fun. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the experiences and I will just speak from my personal experiences and the reason why I got to ask the question of why is this happening is that no one had ever asked me that question. No one had ever asked me the questions outside of you know, what can your knee do now? Or this hurts. Well, what did you do? What did what you happened? Do? Yep. There's, in my personal experience, not been a single area where somebody's been like, how much have you slept? Mm-hmm. What are you stressed out about? How would have that changed your life if going into your first year of college that somebody had asked that question? The trajectory would have been a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am so excited that this is becoming more mainstream fitness. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the gyms, like typically Fargo, we're a little bit behind the fitness curve. or And so things that start in California and New York, they get to us later. And, and these are things that are starting in California and New York and Austin, Texas, if you're familiar with that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And we're getting to be on the the wave of that. Yeah. And and if we can start this with the parents, right? They can start asking their kids. They can start seeing that whole entire picture. When I played college basketball, the we used to stop at like restaurants and eat some of the crappiest food after a game. We would stop at fast food. Mm-hmm. And that would be our post. You're looking just for calories, period. Yep. That would be our post in simplicity, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have convenience. 16 girls, just throw them into a McDonald's and off you go. Mm-hmm. And if there was that, that is better now for some schools, mm-hmm. right? And for some schools, it's very much the same. If we could start looking at that and start looking at human connection, like, I mean, that's a whole different story, but mm-hmm. those are the things that make me really excited that get me really excited is 
looking at that whole person and then bringing in, I'd say like our unspoken fifth pillar, which is one of your favorites, nature, mm-hmm. bringing in like a thing, start talking about sunlight, start talking about, you know, putting your feet in the grass, like all of these things that have served us so well for thousands of years. And in the last hundred, we're like, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Now, (laughs) you know, that's, those are the things that excite me. There's a golden opportunity there for not only for individuals to take that approach to themselves, but also for those of us in the fitness space that are actually doing it. Yeah. Um, I've heard other people talk about this in other areas, but looking at the approach to things like pain and individuals as a whole. Uh, that's going to be the driver. That's going to be the norm in 10 years. Yeah. And I'm the, excited about that. Yeah. Are there going to still be the West side barbells, the, the broiest of the bro yeah. uh, types of gyms out there? Yeah, absolutely. Because there is still, there's a place for that. Yeah. There, there are people that are very specific in that sport that that's yep. part of what they, that type of environment is what helps to foster them to perform the best. Yeah. That's not the type of gym that we are negation acknowledged in that like we are we are in the health and wellness space and we've distanced ourselves from the performance space because performance as we've talked many times before does not equal health yeah and i think that's the that's the thing you're going to see it started a little bit in the health and fitness professional industry i think there's a lot of personal trainers, coaches, uh, people that were super hardcore in the fitness space that let that go during the pandemic and started to feel better and then started to question things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, How is it that I'm working out, I'm training less intense and I feel better? I have a little bit more body fat. I don't look as sculpted as I used to, but dang, do I feel good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people starting to wake up to that conclusion. I think there's also a lot of really cool conversations in the fitness industry uh and this ties to our pain conversation of where did you learn that where did you learn that you were fragile Mm -hmm. where did you learn that your body can't do that or where did you learn that you have to punish yourself to be able to get what you want where did you learn that you can't stop and rest Mm -hmm. right that is a very important question that is going to change not only the fitness industry but i believe it'll creep into corporate america at some point Mm -hmm. yeah yeah to recap, we talked about a lot of things. I'm like, are we done? We, I mean, we we're we're getting there. We are. Okay. Um, but just to pull, this could pull have been together, ten hours, ten minutes, or ten hours. I know, I was like, <laughs> most of the pieces, especially in in pain, um, we just scratched the surface. We're like, Ooh. yeah. Some of you may have been like, that was a lot. That was very, there was there were a lot of pieces there that are giving me some things to think about, or maybe you're hearing it again through. Uh, a different coach, a different voice, or a different medium, and you're going like, oh, yeah, I've heard that, and it's different now, or... Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 I hear you. Oh, we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, you know, I've been there, too. Yep. And to recap, how do we want to succinctly put our approach to pain? I would just, like, we see you, mm-hmm. and... If you are a person that is skipping movements, saying you can't do things anymore, uh, have been told that you could, should, or wouldn't do things again, I would, I would say, come talk to us. Like, I want nothing more than to see if that's true, right? Like, if you're, if you're 
if you're dealing with something that wakes you up at night or that like you just you know there has to be a better way you haven't found it yet come talk to us having been that person having been the person that didn't squat for probably 20 20 years 15 years um I didn't run I didn't jump I didn't the list goes on and on um I couldn't walk downhill um I know that feeling and I know how crappy it is and if you're up for taking your time and taking a different approach we would love to talk to you 100% because it is we're going to look at why it's happening where it's coming from and that might be something that you never expected exactly yeah thanks for hanging out with us again on another episode of the ice house fit podcast as always if you have the time and would like to leave us a rating it would be very very much appreciated on whichever podcast platform you are listening to us on any rating rating will do it helps us to uh, improve the podcast it helps us to make sure that we get out in front of others and if you'd like to leave us a review as well that would be much appreciated Thanks again for listening. I'm Coach Jeremy. And I'm Coach Mo. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye, everybody.